What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. Alright, let's get to it. Episode number 28. 28. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan if it's outside of pro wrestling. And it's just god awful to be a wrestling WWE fan. It main roster. You mean outside of the WWE? It's a good time to be a pro wrestling. Outside fan. is good. I don't know. If Inside I can... is not good. Forgive me, people. I, I it took me two hours to get home today from Manhattan. Ugh, wow. Uh, Did you drive? Well, my mom does. We work together. Ah, very nice. She has a free parking space. Hi, mom. You okay. Don't to this, mom. Of the not. You're not proud of me. Another wrestling podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. We're your hosts. A lot to get to today, CJ. A lot of predictions that we're we're literally predicting a show that's going to air in about six hours. So it's that'll a, be it's a lot of fun. Two o'clock tomorrow. I thought it was three a.m. tomorrow. No, it's it's different times. The, the Saudi shows are usually like. No, no, no I'm talking about Dominion. It airs Dominion? at like three a.m. Dominion airs at three a.m. Saturday. I thought it was Friday. No. What day is it? <laughs> What year is this? Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Dominion is technically... Why did I this, think it was early this morning? this Sunday at 3 a.m. I was about to say, Moxley just had his match, and now we're on June 9th. How does that happen? Know. Anyway, so a lot to get to today. We're clearly all all are all over the place, which means that that's usually our better podcast, though. So yes. that, that's what we got going for us. And people can laugh at us. A lot to get to. A lot of WWE to get to today. A lot of NXT to get to. We'll review NXT TakeOver 25. I thought it was... Again, a, a great show. All 25 been fantastic. We were this kind of one brain specifically. Dead last week, not doing predictions. I mean, Double or Nothing was just so. Just the, the hype for it was so much that TakeOver 25 kind of just got pushed to the side. To be fair, my friends that I work with for uh, for the High Spot podcast, they said that it was completely fine. They were like, you know what? It's understandable because that's how good the show was. Yeah, it's true. And so, I won predictions because Sean put up nothing. Listen, I told you I would predict the show as soon as it was over, and I did. Uh, so technically, I win. So <laughs> yeah, anyway. after it's over, exactly. I'm gonna pick all the winners. Exactly, I'll pick one loser so it doesn't look like I cheated. <laughs> So anyway, so we'll talk about TakeOver. We'll talk about uh, the go-home shows of Raw and SmackDown before Super Showdown. That does air tomorrow. That's confirmed. Mm -hmm. That does air tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. 2 o'clock Eastern time on Friday. So we will get those predictions out. I promise they'll be very quick because this is a glorified house show and we all know it. Yeah, we will be uh, uh, predicting uh, the the Blood Money pay-per-view. The Blood Money (laughs) pay-per-view. I'm sorry. I mean Saudi Mania. I'm sorry. I mean Super Showdown without the action. I find it hilarious, by the way, that they go... the, the prom 
promos that they have, especially for when they promote Goldberg Undertaker, it's a WrestleMania equivalent pay-per-view. No, it's not. You're just holding a it's house show. Charlie, in, you're holding a house show in front of 70,000 people. I mean, That's the, all you're the, doing. The take, uh, TakeOver pre-show, Charlie Caruso, when they were hyping up, she's like, what's better than WrestleMania or just as good? WWE Super Showdown this, this Friday in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, no. She's reading a no. teleprompter. I'm like, Jesus. These hey, are you glor- leave Charlie alone. No, I love Charlie Caruso. She's great. She's amazing. I just, I just, it sucks that she has to. It sucks she's got to read that. that. I know. My God. You always forget, like, even though it is a WWE, pay- like, NXT feels like its own thing, but you have to remember it is WWE and they are going to try and promote the main. No, of course. It just that's, sucks that's just... that the, the main product sucks and it has yeah. since we left MetLife Stadium two months ago. Um, even a little bit before how that. How it's declined so much. But let's just get to, right to TakeOver. Yeah, I mean, again, I thought it was a phenomenal TakeOver start to finish. Obviously, What a, what a match to start. The match, Riddle and Strong. Well, the match I wanted to start with actually was Cole and Gargano for the NXT Championship. Um, you could really honestly think, CJ, with their first match, they they normally say, you know, the sequel's never as good as the first one. That one, that one lives up to the hype. Oh yeah, I, I remember texting you after it was over. I'm saying like they they might have outdone each other. You need to watch it now. It and I said so, I'm gonna watch it. Relax. It was so good. And I literally said, don't spoil it for me. What's the first thing I see on Instagram? And new. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a. <laughs> and to be fair, I was I looked on Instagram real quick. I'm like, did did they just announce that? Like, but you told me it was your friend who was at the show. Yeah, he was there in Connecticut. But I was like, all right, I didn't see the match, so it's not all ruined for me. And no, what a that, match it was. Match was awesome. And so Adam good. Cole, of course, winning the NXT Championship for the first time. Finally winning the NXT championship. I, this is two years coming in yeah, August. This I, is two years in the making. This this uh, takeover card was really hard to predict because it really just felt it was all around the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see that Strong and O'Reilly and Fish lost their matches and Cole won. I had thought the opposite, that they would win and Cole would lose. Yeah. Literally, it was like a, like a toss of the coin of, like, I don't know who could win this. But it was one of those Cole. things, too, where they had those two matches in the first, I think, three, or the first two matches, I think. Um, Strong and Well, Strong Riddle and, and Riddle was, was opened, opening. which you said was a phenomenal match, and yeah, it was. And then, and then the and tag, then the, right tag match right that after that. Fun as soon match. as they both lost, I knew Cole was winning the championship. I didn't know how he was going to win the championship. I'm surprised he did it by himself. I had a feeling. I'm just like, yeah. <sighs> I also had a feeling that they could have all lost, and this could have really hammered home with the uh, the dissension in undisputed. Era. Well, I, the reason I don't think they did that is because when we did our when we did our uh, takeover in New York predictions, you said that Cole would win, and this would be this would be the beginning of the year of the undisputed era. And even though you can go back to New Orleans last year, where they had the tag titles and they had the North American title, and it felt like something new, and then you fast forward months down the line when Bobby Fish finally comes back, and it's the four of them going into that War Games match. You're like, holy crap, we've never seen them like this before. Like mm-hmm. this. This is huge. Every time I feel like there's something new going on with them, and they always feel new for whatever reason, even though they the group's been around for, in August, it'll be two years. Yeah. Two, and uh, take over Toronto, it'll be two years. But um, Brooklyn. No, it's in Toronto this year. No, I mean... No, I'm saying take over Toronto this year would be their two-year anniversary. Summer, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, SummerSlam summer weekend. weekend. Okay. Anyway, so... But my point I'm trying to make here is it's like now that he has the NXT Championship, now I feel this is going to be the year of dominance of the Undisputed Era. You know, props to Johnny Organo. You know, it was a short reign. It was a well-deserved reign, obviously. Do you wish it could have went a little longer? I do, I but, think this just gives a reason for Cole and Gargano to have one more match. And they will other. in Toronto. I think that's the main reason... Do it again because the first match was incredible. The second, second match, match might have been even better. Was also incredible. 
I remember hearing rumors that Matt Riddle was probably going to be uh, the one facing the NXT champion. Um, I wouldn't mind a triple threat because Riddle did win, and I mean he's been long overdue for a. An NXT and Cole doesn't need another run either. I'm sorry, uh, Gargano doesn't need another run no. either. He's on his way out at this point. I mean, I, I, if they can keep Gargano, which from what I see they are, keep Gargano um, to Toronto. Hell, just how awful the main roster is. I don't want anybody from NXT. To Would go you up. like them to keep Gargano through uh, WrestleMania weekend this year, and that be it? Like maybe that one more match with Champa. Because uh, for you, those who don't know, know Champa is cleared for non uh, for non contact activity, which means he's coming back soon. You would think. Well, I mean, he's people were chanting his name in the pre show in the end of the pre show, and he just stepped up onto the table and was raising his hand. So he's very active. I mean, he just he keeps saying how much he's improving um, on social media, and it could be possible that maybe they are going to keep Gargano. And maybe do Champa Gargano next year in Tampa yeah. for that takeover. It's possible. I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. I would like one more match with these two. Whether it's going to be for the championship or not, I don't know. Um, I would like that. I would like. I would like it to be the championship. But then again, it doesn't need to have the championship. It doesn't. But if they do have the championship, where do you take the belt off Cole? At what point in the year? Hmm. And who gets the belt back? Would you have Champa going as the champion, or would you have Gargano going as the two-time champion? I feel like since Champa's now a babyface, more of a babyface. Actually, he's kind of he, the way he spoke. He was kind of like a tweener. So I wouldn't mind Gargano going as a champion. I mean, what he did in New York confirmed his face turn. Yeah. But like you can't take that away when he comes back. No, I know. It's like he's going to come back as a babyface, whether he tries to or not. Right. Especially and he tagged Adam Cole at the end of the pay-per-view, too, on Twitter. Yeah, with the, the gif of him waving yeah. the, the Champa wave. Um, throughout, throughout the card, though, I think that ladder match was insane. That was fantastic. I texted you and said, no one bumps like Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, my God. He's incredible. No, like, it's strange to say. I know it's strange to say no one bumps. Like it's like no one bumps like everyone kind of bumps the same. Yes and no. Somehow Kyle O'Reilly is able to make his bumps unique, and he got the crap beat out of him uh, last Saturday. He, he takes it to the point too, and I don't mean to cut you off. He takes it to the point where you looked at his back; there are welts, he's bleeding, bruises. Like he went into that match going, chest. "I'm gonna get the crap kicked out of me." Kudos to Kyle O'Reilly. He's so great. But yeah, when Roderick Strong and um, and the Undisputed Era, the whole Undisputed Era lost in the first two matches, it was almost evident that he was going to win the championship. Either that or your theory where they would have all lost and it would have drove a rift through them. But I really think now with Cole winning the championship, I think there's going to come a point in time where one of those three is going to be the North American champion. The other two Probably are going to win the tag titles. I would say since Bobby is back, obviously, obviously I would say... Strong is going to go for the North American title, and yeah. and then Red Dragon will go for. Uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if this all happened at the end of August. And for and those then, of you who don't know, Red Dragon was O'Reilly and Fish's right. original name in Ring of Honor, and then Cole would retain the NXT Championship against Gargano or Matt Riddle. I mean, and I really that show like would end with all four of them with championships, and then we'd be like, we are really in for it now. Get like an evolution shot. Yep. Like when they were what was that Armageddon? Armageddon in 03. Yeah, and then just like just. You, theoretically, you could do it at TakeOver uh, uh, Toronto. Yeah. Have all of them in the championships. Yep. Either that, or if you really want to drag it out, you do it at War Games in um, 
or wherever that's going to be, Chicago this year. Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago? Yep. Nice. War Games 3 in Chicago. Nice. Nice. If they're going to do that again, which I assume they would. Yeah. I mean, but that's interesting, though, because maybe they do that. You know, I just thought of something that's a little interesting because then that means you would probably have the Undisputed Era out of War Games or all titles would be on the line in War Games. I don't know how you theoretically do that with the rest of the card. I feel like you don't need to have Undisputed Era in War Games. I know now that they've been in both War Games matches. It's almost um, like their match. It, it is almost like Because Roderick Strong was in the first one against them, so he's yeah. also been in, the, in both. So... I feel like it's not really necessary for them to be in war games. I feel like you could get other people involved, or you could just make the war games match for the NXT Championship. You could do that, like WCW used to do. You could you could just do that. Have Cole yeah. face like Gargano and Riddle. Well, you could do Lee. that, and you bring up a good point because both war games matches have been different. The first one was a triple threat. The second one was a four on four. Mm -hmm. Which, if you look back in WCW, all of these rules have applied. It's there's different versions of a war games match that, like you mentioned, for the NXT Championship is one of them. It could be. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I really want to touch into this ladder match because this was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Again, Bob, uh, Kyle O'Reilly bumping like a maniac. Jackson Riker got some heat in there. I really thought at one point that uh, Forgotten Sons were going to win. And yeah. then Montez Ford just jumping all onto the ladder from. Uh, he did like a. What do you do? He jumped from like the top, not the top row, but he like he. He did a springboard. Springboard, yeah, that's what I was looking for. And then just staring down like <laughs> Wesley Blake, like. Oh, you knocked him down. He's like. And, ah. and then, uh, Angelo Dawkins hitting a spear under the ladder. That was cool. I felt like if there was any other team, I wanted Era to win, but if there was any other team who truly deserved to win, Profits. it was Street Profits. They've been long overdue for a tag run. Other and than, it was at their first takeover, too. First takeover, they yes, walk out with championships. their first... Surprisingly, they've been in NXT for a few years now. They've never had... Uh, a takeover match which is living proof and we've been saying this every single time when new stars go up to the WWE and they get their careers ruined there's always somebody that Triple H is going to is going to revolutionize in and be like okay we could do something with them we can make them fan favorites we can make them total heels either way we're going to go out there you don't know who they are now I mean, but to me, Mon you're going to know soon Montez Ford though is like he's money man I mean oh yeah the team is great but just when eventually they break up Montez Ford's going to be incredible I actually, um, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast, but I've told I've told you this story. Like, after the, I went to a house show in Tom's River the night before Takeover Philadelphia when Gargano faced uh, Andrade mm -hmm. for the title, and uh, I met Gargano. He was super cool, nice guy. And then the Street Profits were the last guys. I think Montez Ford was one of the last guys to come out. And one dude had like a golden like Air Jordan or something, and then he signed it. And then he came over to me and we took a picture. I'm like, yo, Montez, can you have a picture? He's like, yeah, man, sure. And then, like, took a picture with him. And I don't know what led him to say this, but he's like, damn, man, what, you, what kind of cologne What kind of cologne you got on, man? That smells good. What is that? I'm like, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm not wearing cologne. I was like, I don't know what it is. Maybe natural, natural body, body, body? I don't know, man. Let me just. Smell good. Whatever you got on, I like it. I want to find it. <laughs> and I think after after I left, I'm like, it's probably my hair gel. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But like Montez Ford, super cool guy, and I just he's so charismatic. Like I, I watched a thing, um, one of the Cultaholic news uh, news videos, and they got Ben Potter on there from yeah. uh, 
formerly of what, what culture he's in like a a as Adam Chidi says their sister channel like a, it's a video game channel right and he says how like he hates Angela Dawkins but he's like watch Montez Ford every time you do an entrance he always does something slightly different in his entrance of how he moves and Angela Dawkins is just trying to keep up I just um but yeah I think the the right guys won this uh Street Profits for sure I mean Era can always take the tag title, and they're back. going to at, at this point. At some point, with Cole winning the championship, I think it's it's eminent that you know they're all going to have championships at some point at the same yeah. time within the next couple of months. I mean, uh, the women's match was it was what it was. It was good, but um, Io Shirai just going nuts after the match. Did you like that at the end? I mean, I did. The crowd popped for it, and I was down for it. Um, Candice LeRae coming in beating the crap out of Duke and Shafir with the kendo stick was nice. Yeah. But it just makes me wonder, are they going to do, uh, are they going to finish up with EO on TV and then have Candice, or are they going to do a triple threat? Because if they do a triple threat, it's more likely that I think Shayna would win, because yeah. I've, I've said this when we first started, I think Candice LeRae should be and will be the woman to eventually take the title off of Shayna Baszler. So I think that would rather be a one-on-one match. I would, I would rather that to be a one-on-one so match. So my guess is you'd probably, I think you'd have the way this has ended up, you'd probably save EO for TakeOver Toronto. Okay. And I think, because at this point, like, you and I both thought Shayna was going to lose WrestleMania weekend. She hasn't. She's been dominant since. She's ready for the main roster she's, Of course point. she's ready for the main roster, but I think it's kind of like we're dealing with a Finn Balor thing. We're trying to get every last bit or out o- of her. Or an Asuka thing. Or an Asuka. We're getting every last bit out of Shayna and before, you know, Vince's like, all right, let's bring her up. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those things where I think they'll finish up with Io Shirai at Toronto, mm-hmm. and then maybe you have Candice at um, in Chicago or in Houston for the Royal Rumble weekend. It's possible that they also could want Duke and Shafir to keep learning more and bring them up together yeah. and then have them make have a tear on Raw or SmackDown and, and then would you Excuse bring Ronda me. back for that I mean at some point you'd have to bring Ronda back yeah. you'd have to which by the way um, the documentary that they just put on the network not bad I didn't see it. It's good. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Becky's. I haven't seen. I haven't had time. Becky's, to you absolutely have to see. I it. still want to, and I haven't got a chance to see it yet. But I feel like maybe that's why they haven't brought up Shayna yet, is because they still want Duke and Shafir to learn more, and they all want to bring them up together. That, that's possible. Right. Um, I was so shocked—not shocked, but like so amazed of how good, uh, Strong and Riddle was. At some point, I thought I thought Roger Strong was going to win. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze. I mean, that was just. It was a classic. It was, that was just char- great character work and storytelling between the because two of them. It, honestly, it was a storytelling of, you know, you copied the character from me. And you saw the tweet that I sent you the other day, right? Or whatever what, I sent you. What was it? It was about uh, Tyler Breeze being Prince Pretty while he was uh, in a hot tub and tough enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That confirmed it because I watched that season of Tough Enough the other day and I'm like, is that the Velveteen Dream? It looks just like him. Patrick something. Patrick whatever his name Stump? was. Stump? Is it, is it Stump? Something like that. But know. either way, I was like, that's Velveteen Dream. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. How about it? They but all that, went to Tough Enough. But, but anyway. But this takeover, but solid. Was, oh, another great another great takeover. Of I mean, course. They're all great. They are all are. And it's going to obviously, you know, it's going to shine over what they're going to have in Saudi Arabia tomorrow. I don't know if you heard, but apparently Meltzer is saying that they want to bring up two people from NXT and call them up. One of them being Shayna Baszler. The other is Adam Cole. Yeah. I did hear this with the championships, right? Uh, well, they are the champions. Well, that's well, so that's when I that's, heard the report was when they both won that they were getting called up. I mean, Shayna Baszler... 
I'm more okay with. They also said Matt Riddle was going to debut on Monday and beat up Brock Lesnar, but that didn't No, happen. Matt Riddle said he'd come in and, <laughs> and stop Brock from cashing in. But then, do you see after Raw, he tweeted, he's like, like with a face of like, uh, like he's like, what, a face of like, what the hell? And his hand's out. Kind of like, it's similar to like when Paulie D and Juju Shore is like the, with his face. Yeah. And there's that meme. Um, uh, Matt Riddle goes, damn. They wouldn't let me in. It's harder to get in backstage and raw than I thought. <laughs> so I like that he did that. Seriously, like that, that is a match I want to see. I want to see Matt Riddle retire. I Brock really Lesnar. think we're getting that at WrestleMania. I this hope year. so. I really hope so. Or at some point, whenever Brock wants to hey, call. Well, whenever quits. Brock wants to drop the title, because let's face it, you know he's winning it tomorrow. Oh my god! I just well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that later. I I just want to keep talking about NXT just a little bit longer. <laughs> you just want to talk more about NXT so you no, don't get frustrated. I, I know. I just I don't want to be frustrated in a few minutes. But yeah, uh, Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar, give me that. Shut up and take my money. Um, I mean, I guess we've said all we can say about Takeover. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I thought it was a great setup for the rest of the summer. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Cole Gargano rivalry I think will take us through Toronto. Yeah. Um. I think at Toronto is where we're going to see the culmination of this dominant year the era is going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect, and, and honestly, and, and I think we're kind of right at that time where Dream is going to drop the belt and get called up. Why not drop it to a guy like Roderick Strong? You know, the Street Profits were a great team to win the tag titles. I don't see them carrying them much longer. I think the era is going to win them in Toronto. I think with the way NXT right now, I mean... I think they're you, building for the era yeah, but to be in control. You have War Raiders who are War Raiders who are up on the main roster now. Um, are they? I haven't seen I'll, them in weeks. I know that's that's really weird. Oh, you'll see and them the, in the battle. And the Raw tomorrow. tag champs are gone too. Yeah, you'll see them all in the battle Raw tomorrow. Anyway, um, Alistair Black and Ricochet got called up hastily. So did Champ and Gargano, but um, obviously Gargano's back on NXT and now he's not done with his main roster plans. Yeah, because Champ was hurt, but. There's a big void in NXT right now. I mean, it's it's great that you know with this takeover, it, they still prove that you know with they all, like that's the great thing about NXT. Even though the the roster gets gutted almost every year, like Mania, SummerSlam, whatever the case. There's may always be, somebody waiting. There, there's always somebody waiting, and there's always someone to take that spot and fill and take the ball and shine. And you know, Adam Cole is doing that. Gargano's been doing that. The Era's been doing with Undisputed Era. Street has, Profits. Street Profits. You know. And uh, Velveteen Dream, which I honestly think these people, these guys and girls need to stay in NXT for as long as they can. Yeah. Because there was a certain point where NXT superstars did not get called up right away. And they stayed. Like, we were all just like, back at the time when the when the, when the main roster product was... Was decent. It was decent. It was not great, but it was... Like, de- we're talking like 15, 16. Yeah, it was... When NXT really became big. Yeah, it was okay. We were just like, and the, the honestly, the main roster product was tolerable. And at one point, SmackDown was really good. Right, during, now, right after the brand split. Yeah, but now it's just it's just awful. I mean, Carl Anderson tweeted the other day, going, "Wait a minute, where is there still a brand split?" Yeah, like. Seriously. Did you see, speaking of that, how bad the product's been? I guess we've shifted to the WWE already. Yeah, well, we're on main Have you see, Did you see the exchange between Jinder Mahal and R-Truth at that airport in Saudi? Or wherever the hell they flew out That of? was probably in Saudi. They, I, I, I don't know if there was that, but there was also a thing where, uh, on their YouTube channel where, like, Truth was just playing golf over the weekend, and then yeah. Jinder beat him, and then... Why is he wearing truth, wrestling gear? Truth, truth beat him again. 
Well, I don't what, know. I what think, happened I today? Like... What happened today was Jinder Mahal pinned him in an airport and ran yeah. on an airplane, and then our truth pinned him on the airplane while he was sleeping, and then ran away from everybody. And I'm just like, listen, as entertaining as our truth is being with this, and he is, he's being very funny. This is so dumb. I don't know. I I really feel like that's I because we got a lot of moments with that with a hardcore championship, and in that sense, I'm. A little more open to this and these little segments. Granted, I hate our truth. You had a I lot more hardcore title matches, though. I know that's that's the thing. And not these quick second roll-ups. You had matches. I know you had matches. You had serious. But I mean, Kane, Raven, and uh, Big Show, right? Mania Seventeen, something like that. You had the Undertaker win it at one point and hold it for a little while. Yeah, yeah, it was Big Show, Kane, and Raven. Yeah, at WrestleMania. I mean, Ra- Raven almost cut the pay-per-view power lines yes almost ruining the entire show but yeah i mean i'm uh, makes things okay with that but i don't know But let's see a little more of that and not what we've been seeing is yeah. my point okay like if, you, but, if you're gonna if you're gonna legitimize this like kind of like how the hardcore title was let's have matches real matches and then after the match is over or during the match have someone run in and pin them do I, that. I, mean, I mean i guess it gives people something to do but at the same time it's just we don't need more championships. No. Especially you got what, as, 11 especially, championships? Especially one as ugly as that. Yeah. Um, At least designed it a little better. I did think it was funny how, like, who grabbed the, t- uh, grabbed the table? Was it Mac- Cesaro. Cesaro grabbed and the table. And then R-Truth's just uh, laying on it. You see the meme where it's like, they show Aleister Black lifting up and then... Yeah, and it's just R-Truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as stupid of an idea as this is, R-Truth is making it the most fun. That He's trying he, his he's best. He's making it... He try, he, they're making it entertaining. They realize that, like, you know... This title He's is already like God, a six time champion. Five or six, something like that. He's gonna I, beat I Red Flair's record in so, two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, I mean do I I wish they do something better with Elias. I wish Elias would be like at least IC champ by now. Yeah. And I don't get how you don't put him in you didn't put him in Money in the Bank ladder match where he could have won the match and he could have been carrying a guitar case. How great would that have been? Oh, I would have been great. But obviously not. Um, well, that's why we're not writing for the product, apparently. I don't know. Um, well, even, I mean, Moxley said it in an uh, interview with Wade Keller, which we'll touch upon more about that later, that even if some of the writers have really great ideas, but they could keep getting shot down by Vince. Yeah, and to the point where they don't even want to bring them up anymore. Where they they're feel like they're going to get fired any second. Yeah. Um, I think the things to hit upon with Ron Smackdown this week, the big one being with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, with Brock... They advertise for like three weeks. He's going to cash in. He's going to cash in. They announced on social media that he's going to cash in. Paul Heyman says he's going to cash in. Cash in uh, on Seth uh, on, specifically. On Seth. On Seth. Because they were teasing. Is it going to be Kofi? Right. Is it going to be Seth? But even even before that, though, you know, before we go any further, Stephanie McMahon releases a video saying there will be repercussions on Brock. This, this, that for disrespecting the briefcase. Where was Stephanie on Raw? Where was Stephanie on Raw? Where was Triple H? Yeah. Where was Vince? Triple Nowhere. H was telling Randy Orton he's going to kick his ass in 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's where he was. But, again, that's how, but, that's but how, where were the repercussions? There were no repercussions that Stephanie apparently said that there would be. It's so awful. And it just seems like, okay, why would you post a video like that and not follow up upon on Raw? Stephanie said, I will be there on Raw so for, for Brock Lesnar to face his consequences. Where were you? You were nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like, that's one thing in, with WWE I can't stand. Saying something that they're going to do something or putting something in your head to make it seem like this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen with no explanation whatsoever. Because there can be reasons for things happening um, that it's just like, oh, this person was injured, so this 
this story couldn't happen. Like earlier, like the SmackDown after Mania, Joe had a had a squash match. I don't remember. I think he squashed Truth, and he beat him like really quickly. And then Strowman showed up, and they had a brawl. Yeah, that went nowhere. That went nowhere. They probably figured, oh well, we can't really afford have any of these guys afford to lose. Then why would you put them against each other in the first place? Yeah, like. It's because you were teasing the shakeup. That's why. Yeah, that's again teasing the shakeup to the wild card rule and all this other crap we have to deal with. Brand split will be gone by October. Brand split's already gone. For well, the brand, it'll like, be confirmed gone. No, I think it's officially dead now. The brand split is dead now. It's gone. I'm with you on that. It's gone. So, I mean, so Rollins was used in a Miz TV skit where. It's amazing how Miz is just used as the other guy yeah. to just the guy to just kind of get some other feud over. Well, because Shane beat him twice, and now Miz's career is over. It's not over, but he's well, but, I mean, but he's but he's, but turn he's, him ba- again. But he's buried for sure. Yeah, he's got to he's, turn he's him heel again for sure. And Corbin is for sure an afterthought in all of this. He comes out and beats up beats up Rollins. Yeah, Brock comes, then he beats up the crap out of Rollins. Has a chair. And, he's, and you make you think, wow, Brock Lesnar might actually cash in. And the fact in. he's in gear, too. And he's in gear. And he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to cash in on Friday. See you in Saudi Arabia. Brock wants to voluntarily go to Saudi Arabia, be my guest. Like, we all knew this is how it was going to be. Of course, you knew we he was all, cashing in on We knew he was going to cash in at Saudi Arabia or something because he was never announced for a match. Yeah. He was never announced for a match. So Which in a big show like that where you have Goldberg coming out of retirement to fight The Undertaker and he doesn't have a match, uh, you know he was cashing in at the I, pay-per-view. Where it's it's going to be Crown Jewel over again, isn't it? Yep. It's going to be Crown Brock's Jewel. Brock's winning the championship squash fashion. Oh, man. Rollins and Corbin will go out and put on a decent match and at the end the winner is going to get the crap kicked out of him by Lesnar and Lesnar's going to walk out the title. That's how this is going to work. Honestly, I'd, if if Brock doesn't cash in, I'd I'd rather see Corbin as champion. Honestly, I can't stand Baron Corbin, but at least he's a full time guy and he's there every week. I would much rather see Baron Corbin as Universal Champion than I would. Well, Brock you know, Lesnar if Corbin again. wins the belt, he's only going to have it about two minutes. Yeah, but I I honestly, CJ, I personally just to get it over with, I'd rather Lesnar just come in and cash in before the match starts, and just end it quickly. I'd rather just get it over with. I guess. I mean, it's 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 just so bad. It's so bad. And then they, and then they try to make it seem like oh, Seth's really hurt in real. I'm having Becky Lynch over his real life girlfriend. He's not hurt. He's fine. He's, it's a work. Like they're trying to add realism into it. He has a couple of bruises because he really did get hit with a chair. He'll be fine for tomorrow. And then it's just I'm I'm not interested in in Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I'm not interested in uh, Kofi and Ziggler. I'm not interested in. Pretty much this entire card, but we have to talk about it because yeah. it's wrestling. It's a podcast. It's, it's freaking horrible wrestling, but it, it, it sucks. It really, really sucks. But that is the biggest company in the world for pro wrestling, and it's we have to talk about it. You and know, they have only you know nine more years of Saudi Arabia shows to go. Or is it ten shows or ten years? Ten years. Ten years, Jesus. Ten years. Oh God. Anyway, I wish it was only like nine shows. Like nine shows, you can get that. Be out like a couple, eight by now. You get it'd be a couple of years. Yeah. If it was per show, that's like that's, five years. If it's per show, that's different. It's ten years. That's insane. Like, yeah, that's okay. I mean, that that's just what really pissed me off this week is that you did something for three weeks, promised something, and all you did was to promote your blood money pay per view. Fans are already pissed off to begin with. 
with how terrible the product has been. Yep. You have a company like All Elite Wrestling who in probably before this year is over will be your viable competition if it isn't already right now with how well Double or Nothing is. Why? You know Brock Lesnar as champion does not work. Why would you even think about putting the title back on him again? I don't care what the numbers are. Like, I do not believe that he truly is the savior to all these rating pro- ratings problems. The ratings don't skyrocket when Lesnar comes on TV. They don't. They just don't. Just like if Taker comes on TV, they don't skyrocket. Or if they got John Cena, they don't skyrocket. It's not a matter of bringing in these big names, and that's why the wild card rule does not work. Because you're bringing all these all these bigger stars, whether they be part-time guys or they be full-time guys, it does not work because all you're doing is the guys and girls who don't get an opportunity to uh, become future stars, someone like Chad Gable. On the girl's side, someone like Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot, you know? Or even people who have been in your company before and you're not doing anything with them. Someone like Shelton Benjamin or Mickey James. And Mickey James is injured currently, but she's trying to get over on, on social media. Monday, she tried to get over Monday Night MILF. That would have been awesome. But they moved her to SmackDown because she started doing that. I just don't understand. It's, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Vince McMahon is insane. He truly thinks that Brock is the answer to all his problems. He thinks these Saudi Arabia shows are a good idea. And he thinks what he's putting out is actually going to work and is going to help the company prosper in in this fight with AEW. It's not going to work. It's not working now. And if Triple H doesn't step in soon, there's going to be big problems. I'm not going to say the company's going to go bankrupt or anything, because they're never going to go bankrupt, but they're going to have serious problems. They're going to lose a lot of money. You know, there are points in a podcast, I just put the mic down, and I just <laughs> listen, and I'm like, what can I post out of that? That was very good, CJ, very proud. Thank you. That was, again, that was all right there. I think like a producer sometimes where I just have to put the mic down and just mark the tape, and I'm like, that's what I'm using later. Thank you. And all that. So, <laughs> anyway... If I get to that later, I gotta go to bed soon. Anyway, uh, yes, but you're, you are funny. absolutely right. Um, you know, and I'm gonna be the first one to actually admit this. I was watching Monday Night Raw last week for the cash in. It should have happened at the end of the show because when the segment was over, I turned it off. But I was but done again, with it. When you saw that, you saw everything that they did. They hooked you to believe. Like, oh, they hooked me. They're really, I believe they were doing he's it. He's really gonna cash in because. Yes, even though Lesnar having the title, like I just said, is a bad idea, but how great of a moment would that be? For him he, to do it on Raw. He actually does it on Raw. Right. It's not a full match, but it's a great way to try and draw people back in. Yeah. That's a, the main reason why people tune into Raw in the first place this week. <laughs> I mean, Exactly. And as soon as he said Friday, Friday, I just turned it off. I was like, there's got to be something better to watch on TV today. Right, because this is garbage. Like the, the segment was entertaining a little bit. Don't get me wrong. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And as soon as he said Friday, I was like, goodbye. Done. Like, it, I, And I actually was like, I blame myself because I actually didn't see that coming. I really didn't because I was hooked that it was going to happen. I watched a thing with um, WrestleTalk's YouTube channel. Like, it's like a little, uh, I think like, like 10, 15 minute video just saying how terrible that was. You know, it's like he, Ollie Davis said, shame me once, 
uh, fool. The old, fool me once, shame, fool, on shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me sixty-seven thousand times. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Something along those lines, like because WWE has done this for years, right? Years and years and years, and a lot of people tune out. My friend Joe, who I mention almost every week on this podcast, he has not regularly watched Raw and SmackDown. Probably not since 2014 or 15. I was going to say, I haven't since the week before Mania. Which is really funny, by the way, that you know you had such a high at WrestleMania for a seven-hour show. It was mm -hmm. the best one they've done in years. Mm -hmm. And they've just fallen flat on their face ever since. When and normally it's the exact opposite. Yeah, normally like Mania... Normally Mania is terrible, it's, and it's a bad finish, it's, and, and then it picks up. Mania, and it's so long that you just can't even think of the good time you had. Right. You and I sat there going, okay, at some point it got long. It was those first four and a half hours it, were it was, awesome. It was long, but the show went by pretty fast for me. Yeah. I even said to you, I'm like, this show's going by pretty fast. We got to the last three matches, and we're like, we're down to the final three already? Isn't it like 8 o'clock? I mean, and then we looked at our phones, it was 11. Mania 34, like, I remember... I want to say it dragged. was it was like Nakamura and AJ. I'm just like, I think, and that was halfway through. Like, I think Roman and Lesnar, and then a few. And then there was like no. And then I was at uh, well, you had some, Roman like, and like a party for it, and someone's like, no, you got this match. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So there's right. So and there's then you had Strowman's more. match. Mm -hmm. And then, then I said, I'm like, oh no, wait, the Raw Tag Team Championship. So there's four more. Like, it was ridiculous. Right. So, but even like when we got to Kofi and Brian at 35, we weren't thinking how many matches were left. No, we were just thinking like we just knew we were in the middle of the card, and we were just excited. Yeah, that's really it. All I knew was we were excited, and I knew we were smack dab in the middle. That's all I knew. I think with again the mania mania being so long, it went by pretty fast. But even in the past few years, when mania was not great or just bad. The Raw and SmackDown after Mania is always delivered. Delivered, especially delivered enough where it was worth it. Like especially like Roman Mania Thirty Three, stood said stood in the ring, said nothing. Got for, booed for like, for by like, twenty thousand people a straight, for a straight five minutes. Picked up the mic, said, "This is my yard now." Then and dropped, dropped it. it and left. Why they never turned him heel right then and there, I will never understand. I thought they did. I, th I really we did. all thought they did. We all thought they did. But Roman Reigns turning heel, believe it when I see it. Um. Now it would just suck to do it but, now. But it's just, it's just, it's just amazing how, and again, I was just trying to point back to my friend Joe, and my other friend um, Ed, who listens to this podcast too. Especially Ed, he would ask me, CJ, why do you keep watching WWE? Why do you keep watching wrestling? Especially when when Punk left, it's like your favorite wrestler from there is gone. Like, why are you still watching? Like, because there's still guys I like. I still like Daniel Bryan. I like Cesaro. I like, uh, you know, I like Dean Ambrose. I like Rollins. The NXT roster. You know, the, and then like and NXT started blowing up. I'm like, when I watched the, my first NXT takeover, I watched from start to finish was when Zayn won the title from Neville. Like, and Kevin I, Owens I, turned I, on him in his yeah. debut. And I messaged my friends and I'm just like, guys, I just fell in love with pro wrestling all over again. Yeah. They laughed at me, but I'm like, watch this show yeah. and you'll understand. And then you and I went to Brooklyn and I think I fell in love with it all over again right after it was, that. It was just because NXT makes wrestling fun again. It was special yeah. and... It's just again, and there are still guys and girls I love to watch. AJ Styles and, and Rollins. You know, I still and, remember the conversation we had, how you were saying, "No, this is their pay per view." I go, "This they have pay per views," and you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, NXT "All right, I'll over. go." NXT Takeover. Yeah, man. and you were like, "This is the first big one that they're having," and I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, and you were like, "They normally have them at a full sale. This is the first one they're having in an arena," and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, all right, let's do it. And, and then that, I left going, "Wow." That's 
that and take over Brooklyn Four are and like my, f- my two favorite shows I've ever yeah, been to. Yeah, and my and my first question when we left that night, CJ, and I have it every day, is why can't the main roster do that? Exactly. It's it's clearly not hard to pull that off. Clearly, because Triple H has done it for twenty five consecutive takeovers, twenty six in August. The thing is, it's shorter pay per views, and he also, to be fair, he does have to write an hour long t- TV show every week compared to Vince having to write three or three to two and, right. and five hours total. But actually, Triple H has to write two hours of TV every week. Because he runs 205 Live as well. Right. So. And the tapings for NXT, they sometimes do four in one day. Yes. So technically he's doing four hours of TV in one day. In one day. Yeah. Five in a week. So technically, yes, Triple H is doing it. But again, it's not a matter of having to do it all for one show. But anyway, we're getting off on a tangent here. Yeah. The main roster has not been doing well and needs to shape up. I think with that being said, we should just get these blood money predictions over with. They'll be over in about a minute and, and just and, and just see how we're doing here. I mean, we have Super Showdown without the asterisks <laughs> tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, I'm not on, on our side. I'm not watching. I'm going to be at work. I'll be if, doing other things. Well, we'll see how it goes. If if it was slightly decent, then maybe yeah. I'll watch it. But if it was anything like Crown Jewel, I'm I'm just I'm gonna. So, so I'll get into it here. Um, we'll start easy. We'll do the 50 man Royal Rumble first. Is it a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal? Are they going in a Battle Royal? I'm gonna call it the Battle Royal because that's all I heard. But Bleacher Report has it as the Royal Rumble. If it's another 50 man Battle Royal or Royal Rumble, I'm not watching. It is. Anyway, a f- it is 50. I know it's 50, but I'm like, is it a Rumble or a Battle Royal? They've been promoting Battle Royal. They might have just got it wrong. Anyway, who's your pick to win and why? Uh, I said this to you uh, off mic. I picked the Miz uh, because I think, I know it's a glorified house show, but Miz really needs something. So, and it's really a crapshoot yeah. with whoever could win this. I'm just going to, I'm going to disagree with you just because there's 50 of them. I think I have to. I'm going to take Ali for a lot of the same reasons. I think he needs this win. Um, I told I, you I was either going to pick Miz or Ali. Well, I was picking one of them, <laughs> but uh, I really think he got screwed over at Money in the Bank. I thought that was his match to win, and obviously them changing it last minute and putting it on Brock. Uh, I think... Sort of like the Miz, you try to give him something here to give it to Ali just to say, hey, I did this. So yeah. um, I'll take Ali to win. You also have a pre-show match too. Right, the Usos versus the Revival. Who do you got and why? Um, Usos because just they're, they're the Usos. Yeah, I agree. The Revival's and dead the, at this point. Poor Revival. Poor Revival. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, let's go to Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Who do you got and why? Roman Reigns because it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean... Maybe Shane might win because they might get McIntyre involved or something. Or That's a lot. why I'm or, picking Shane to win. I'm just gonna go around. I don't know why. I don't safe. know what their their deal is with Shane and his winning streak. I mean, he's beat the Miz twice. I think with Drew McIntyre as you know as a lottery to just stand next to him. I think he's gonna get involved. Why is Drew McIntyre always somebody's henchman? Because he's, they're trying to promote Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at Stomping Grounds, which Raw versus SmackDown. Here we go. Um, but the anyway. only Survivor Series, the only time <laughs> once a year where Raw and SmackDown go head to head. Why? Well, now that the brand split's gone, now you got to do something else for Survivor Series. But I'm going to take Shane. I think Drew gets involved, sets up their match for stomping grounds. Makes Shane, sense. Shane gets the win. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Who do you got and why? Braun Strowman. I just feel like Strowman needs a win because he was going to be in the Money Make Ladder match. And then he just got taken out just so they could put Sammy in and then take Sammy out. Which, who the hell attacked Sammy Zayn? We still don't know for sure. We can claim it's Brock, but really, is Brock really... Who cares if it's Brock? He's too lazy to 
beat Sammy up and then tie him up. And not to up. mention, what are the repercussions going to be? Stephanie doesn't show up on TV anyway. So Yeah, so I'm going with Strowman. Yeah. I'll take Strowman as well. Really no reason for it. I'm just taking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be a quick one. Lars Sullivan versus the Lucia House Party. It's not even about who wins, CJ. It's just how long is this going to be? Sullivan and under like two minutes. I'm going to say Sullivan under 85 seconds. <laughs> okay. um, so a little shorter than you. Uh, let's go Triple H versus Randy Orton. Supposedly last time ever. Who do you got and why? Triple H because, uh, you know, again, it's a glorified house show and the Saudi prince likes the older, uh, more attitude era, ruthless aggression era type wrestlers. I know Orton kind of fits in that mix too, which is why they're having the match in general, but I feel like Triple H, he also he hasn't really had a win at these pay-per-views either. So I'm just going with Triple H. Well, he had one at Crown Jewel with DX. Oh, yeah, he did. Whatever. But I'm going to take Orton just to kind of disagree. And like you said, I mean, Orton can kind of fit the mold of that attitude era, too. I mean, he's an older star. Ruthless aggression era, not attitude Right, ruthless aggression, you know. He's but an, he's like a mainstream star. Because when you think of WWE, you think of Taker, Triple H, Right, Rock, but he's still, Cena, he's still, he's still he's a legend. In, he's in that category, right, for sure. Right, and it's yeah. a big match. Um, I think Orton would benefit from it a little bit more. Triple H doesn't need the win. It's not like his career's on the line or anything. Uh, yeah. So I'll take Orton to win the match just to kind of get a disagreement with you in there. But okay. I'll take Orton to win. Finn Balor, Demon Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental title. Who do you got and why? Demon Balor because it's Demon Balor. I he mean, the, lose. that's the only match I'm actually looking forward to. Yep. Uh, Which I said to you when they announced it. I said this should main event the pay-per-view. I know it won't, but it should. It should. It really should. But this is for the, the hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, the, I really want these guys to keep feuding throughout the summer. Yeah. If they can make it to SummerSlam, I don't know if they will. But I would just love to see Andrade and Finn. It's... Those two are great together. I wish they had saved Demon Balor Andrade for SummerSlam. Like, I'd rather Finn Balor Andrade in Saudi Arabia, yeah. but I understand. They might do it again. Who knows? I mean, there have been multiple times we've seen Demon Balor multiple times in a year. It's just been recently where you only see it once or twice a year. Yeah, and it's strange how the Demon character doesn't even feel that special anymore. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, Demon Balor. Yeah, he's going to be the Demon. Well, he did against Baron Corbin only because no one expected it. That was fun. That was fun. Because originally we were like, oh, I don't want to see the match. And the lights went out in here. Dun, dun. And I was like, okay, I'm match. in. I was like, I'm in now. Yeah. And then Baron Corbin going, you didn't beat me last night. You were a fraud. <laughs> What's next? All right, so we got uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE title. Who do you got and why? Kofi, because they're just not going to give Dolph a proper run with a world championship. Not I don't now, know, at least. I don't know why he won't ever leave the company, because he was that wrestler who, who Jim Ross said they offered a, a, a whole uh, you know, load of money. Like, uh, what was it, like? Fifty thousand, five hundred, or actually, I think it was five hundred thousand. They offered him. Yeah, they gave it to him so he could stay. But just for that, I'm just gonna go with Kofi. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kofi as well. I think they're gonna set up something towards SummerSlam. I don't know who, but again, it's a glorified house show. The champions aren't losing the titles, except for the next match we're gonna get to. Before but. you ask the next match, okay, I have a theory. Okay, it's your theory. We should, we should, well, actually, more of a question. Okay, in, into the predictions. It's kind of. For sure that Brock will cash in tomorrow. Yes. What if he doesn't cash in on Seth? What if he cashes in on Kofi? Oh, like it's a surprise? And then you get Brock on SmackDown. Well, I always thought that he was going to cash in on Kofi because of the Fox deal coming. I think you'd want Brock on SmackDown, even though he's barely on TV to begin with. But Mm -hmm. he would be on that premiere show on Fox, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Is this all going to... Well, I mean, this is the way I see it. We've been promised he's going to cash in on Seth. He guaranteed he's going to cash in on Seth tomorrow. At some point, we're going to know he's cashing in on Kofi. It's not going to be a surprise. So, for example, if the Universal title match went first and there was no Brock Lesnar, we know immediately what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Or if it's... 
the WWE title match goes first and then Brock cashes in. Now it's like, okay, now we're just going to get Seth and Baron a regular one-on-one match. So it's an interesting theory. I like it. Um, but if you had to choose, it doesn't necessarily go into our predictions. But I think he's going to cash in on Seth. I'll go with Kofi. I think they're going to keep him on the main show, keep him on Raw. He'll be the universal champion tomorrow, which leads me into my into the next match. Seth Rollins versus Baron Cor- Corbin for the universal championship. Who wins the match and who walks out the champion and why? Seth wins the match. Brock walks out the champion. Yep. I agree. Just, I think they put on a decent match. I think it's okay. It's crown jewel all over again. I think Seth will end up winning the match, and then Brock will come out after and cash in. I don't think he'll do it in the middle of the match. I think it'll be after. Finally, the main event, which will be about four minutes. The Undertaker versus Goldberg, first time ever. Who do you got one? Taker, because I really feel like Taker's just going to be the one constant of these Saudi Arabia shows. He's yeah. just going to keep showing up. Goldberg, I mean, if he wins, then he's going to... It would set him up to come back for more. And he's not going to. I don't think so. I, I think just, just take her. Just I agree. Reason. I take Taker. Um, it'll set up for other pay-per-views down the line if they're going to have another show in November. It might set him up for a Mania retirement match. I know we've been saying that for four years, but yeah, this might. Gonna, I think this is going to be it. I think this is his last year. Um, so I'll take Taker. It'll set up for Taker's, what's coming next. Taker's corpse is going to be wrestling the Young Bucks kids. <laughs> he's never going to retire. Undertaker's corpse is going to AEW. <laughs> At that point. So anyway, now that we've gotten that crap out of the way, uh, let's shift gears to another positive. Uh, let's talk about John Moxley. Let's talk about John Moxley winning Again. the IWGP US title a couple of nights ago. He beat Juice Robinson and killed Juice Robinson. That match was awesome. Both these guys look great. This is the best match he's had in years. And I was talking to you off. I mic. love CJ's change in tone. I, I was talking to you off, Mike. That really. When he was Dean Ambrose, his best stuff was when he tagged with Seth. The stuff with the Shield. The early matches with Seth. The early matches with Seth one-on-one. Other than that, he's never really had any notable, like, really amazing matches. I mean, the stuff, with, stuff with AJ was AJ good. AJ was good. Stuff with AJ was, was good. His match at SummerSlam with Dolph was pretty decent. His match with SummerSlam with Dolph was awful. It wasn't that bad. Come on, man. They put him... No one cared. No one cared, no but one the match cared. was good. How invested a crowd can be in a match can really affect how the viewer watches it. And that's how it affected me. I'm just like, oh, man. And, I, and it sucked because I liked, I suffered through it. I watched I, it. I it was, wasn't bad. I was watching. I'm just like, I really like both of these guys. And You know Dean's going to win. It's a filler champion. Yeah, it, which was which was terrible. But anyway, let's not focus on Dean Ambrose. Let's focus on John Moxley. The same guy, just different name now. It's a different he, guy. <laughs> it was... It feels like a different guy. This match was about almost half an hour. Yeah. I watched it on my break today, and just the hard-hitting stuff. He, like, I think Moxley got put through, like, both Moxley and Juice got put through tables. Juice tried to hit a cannonball on Moxley and landed right in the barricade. Totally missed. Totally missed in the barricade. He had a swan... Gotta have one botch in a match. He had a swanton over uh, the stage and landed on Moxley and the young boys. Then... uh, before that, they were fighting in the crowd and people were having to get up. Yeah. Like, Which is very rare in New Japan. It you is see very that. rare. Like, it was a brawl. It wasn't a typical New Japan style match. Those guys tore the effing house down, and Moxley winning the title makes it even better. I even watched, like, the post uh, interview uh, promo that Robinson and uh, Moxley cut. And Moxley is, I'm sorry, Robinson is pissed. He's pissed at the, at the, Ameri- at the North American fans. But he's still loving the job. He's like, he said, F you guys. So who looked more like a face during the match, Moxley or Robinson? Um, Just because I didn't see the whole thing. 
honestly... Or was it kind of a mix? Moxley kind of was more of the heel, but... But Robinson was more of it post-match? Robinson was... Robinson was Robinson had turned heel on the U.S. fans, right. but he was still he's still a babyface to the Japanese fans. He's right. like f you people, you didn't believe me. They did. I love New Japan. I love the Japanese people. Right. But you know, you guys, you guys didn't believe me. Didn't believe in me. Right. Um, Moxley, uh, you know, he's like thank thank New Japan for giving him this opportunity to be himself, take the ball and run with it. So, it's led speculation to think. You know, are um, are New Japan and AEW going to work together, or are they working together? I don't know because here's the thing: New Japan has a partnership with Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor also has a partnership with CMLL, and AEW has a partnership with AAA, which is CMLL's rival. But I would think that New Japan would, for sure want to work with All Elite Wrestling. I think they would. It's just it's not set in stone yet. I just think, and we heard uh, John Moxley say this, is while we're getting ready for the TV deal, he's allowed to do other things, just like Jericho is allowed to do other things. He's going to be in the main event of Dominion on Sunday. I would think you'd keep the title on Moxley at least until the, at least TV. Until the TV deal. But if they could work out some partnership, you know what Moxley would be great for? Bullet Club. Yep. He would be a great fit to that faction which really is taking a beating after the elite left yeah i mean no disrespect i mean i love the bullet club and god is great jay white's been on a tear lately but but it's not the same it's not the same could you imagine all out kenny omega versus john moxley moxley part of the bullet club during that match that'd be great that would almost be be like it's all come full circle and if he's still IWGP US champion by that time. They can have it for the championship. They can have it for the championship. And you're facing Kenny Omega, who was the first IWGP US champion. Yep. You know? And and he's the first one to held the IWGP US champion championship. And the IWGP heavyweight title. No, right. no, no, I'm talking about Moxley. Oh, Moxley. Moxley, he's held the US championship in New Japan. And he's the, he's the only one to hold that title and the WWE's US championship. Yeah. He's the only one. Excuse me. Um... But yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see more of John Moxley. We're gonna see more of him on uh, this Sunday. Uh, but he's facing it's pretty much a squash match. Yeah, it's against a young boy. It's an opening uh, match too, right? It is the opening match because that's the thing with New Japan and Ring of Honor when they show their cards like online and Wikipedia and whatever. It's in order. That is the order of the show. Right. They don't go like WWE's like, oh well, the this first match says Cole and Gargano. Well, it's not gonna no. Be Cole that's and the Gargano. main event. That's the main don't event. Don't go backwards. But anyway, so. This New Japan show is uh, looking very nice. Oh, wait. One other thing I forgot to mention. We should touch a little bit on the Wade Keller interview Moxley did. Okay. Because if you thought the Jericho podcast was a, a big can of worms, this was like a can of, like, friggin' hornets trapped inside a beehive, trapped inside a stapled friggin' lunchbox. I don't know. <laughs> this was just as good. Now, I li- I heard read some of the highlights from this. The original ending to SummerSlam 2018 was supposed to be Braun cashing in and then the Shield coming out. No. It was supposed to be the Shield helping Roman beat Brock Lesnar. That was the original plan. And then Brock shot it down. Brock shot it down. It was set and it was set for like Right, and that's a few why they did what they did the next night. And 
they were all worried that it wasn't going to work. Credit, it did work, but M. Oxley said it just made Braun look stupid. Yeah. It made Braun think he doesn't know how to cash in. Where, like, Rollins, seven foot monster. Rollins cashed in in the middle of the match at WrestleMania 31. And they made a triple, event when triple, no one has ever done a, it. A triple threat. With Brock in it. When I saw, some, when we were watching SummerSlam 2018, I'm like, he can cash in right now and make a triple threat right now. Yeah. Well, that's what we thought they were going to do in the beginning of the match. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to watch this match closely. I'm going to cash in on the winner. And then That was a good impersonation. Thank you. And then Brock just F5'd him a few times. And then again, he looked... And it just threw the briefcase at the Titan Tron. He looked stupid. Braun looked stupid. Yeah. And they turned him heel for no apparent reason. And that hurt him too. Right. So... Worst two and a half month heel turn but, I've ever seen. But could seen. you imagine how great that would have been? The how, Shield ending the SummerSlam. The Shield ending Because that would have got shield Roman over. beating Brock Lesnar. Because that would have got Roman over. Oh, for sure. Like... Now, to Roman's credit, he was over because Vince cut the match in half, so the fans weren't expecting it. Yeah, but then when they realized what they just did, they started booing. But they were already off the air, so what does Vince care? I know. That's why Vince did it. By the time the fans realized what was going on, they were already off the air. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, that's uh, I, why in times Vince is a genius, because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, but still, the, still. The, the fans knew, and then it'll be on the internet, and then everybody reads it, and like, oh, a few, a few Vince. Um, yeah. Other points to hit home. The the, Steve, the the infamous Steve Austin podcast. I did hear about this. So if you've ever seen the Dean Ambrose Steve Austin podcast, how awkward on the it network, was, how awkward and how bad it was, because it was heavily overproduced by a, by a producer. Yeah, Moxley told the producer, "I don't want to talk about my childhood. I don't want to talk about my upbringing at all with Steve. I don't want to talk about it at all." And what happened? Austin asked him about his upbringing and his childhood. And I'm guessing it's a touchy subject for him, and he doesn't want to talk about it. So at that point, he was just completely checked out. Yeah. He talked about his WrestleMania 32 match with Brock Lesnar and how he had all these ideas ready to go and so many cool things. Like, he wanted Brock to put him through thumbtacks. Like, he wanted to do... Voluntarily, he wanted Brock Lesnar to put he him was, through thumbtacks. He was willing to make Brock look like a monster. Yep. For this, for the good of the match. Yep. Brock showed up like I think two I think he said two hours before the show and he shot down two all two hours of it. before the match for the match for the match what I heard Jeez. so give or take probably an hour before the show actually started cause pretty that, much because that was pretty early in the card yeah it was like fourth or fifth on the card yeah so so yeah about so yeah uh, Brock just shot down all his ideas and I hate how like there was remember those did you ever see this inside the ropes thing with with Paul Heyman how he's saying like oh you. Th- like, like you th- blame uh, Brock Lesnar for how bad the WrestleMania yeah. t- Like, just Moxley coming out and say there, say that. Stop, Heyman. Yeah, you're you're full of crap. See, like at first, like I can understand some points of views, but we never got the second half of the story until now. No, and I to- and now I understand. I totally believe Moxley. Oh, I believe Moxley over Lesnar. Heyman's just just BSing, right? Like he does, and he's credit to him. He's very good at it. But I believe Moxley. I believe that Brock One of the is biggest lazy. liars in the business. Yeah. And what I don't understand is how Vince McMahon allowed Brock Lesnar to change a finish of a pay-per-view that would have been great and sent the ho- the fans home That he approved happy. weeks before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Brock's not about it, so we're not going to do it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I, I honestly, like, I don't blame people for walking out now. Like, if the whole Sasha Banks crap is true, I don't blame her anymore. I really don't. No, no. Like because if that's the if that's the environment that everybody's working in, no wonder people want to leave. There was a list a while ago that were uh, ten about ten list of ten wrestlers 
supposed wrestlers who want to release uh, Sasha, Apollo Crews, Luke Harper, The Revival, Mike and Maria Kanellis. Um, we mentioned it last week. Maria put on Twitter, hey, contracts are up, just saying. WWE's Twitter put up the other night, uh, do we see a contender for Tony Nese's Cruiserweight Championship? And she quotes a tweet and goes, ha, now you're paying attention to us? Two weeks, by the way. Which could quite possibly be a work. Could be. But I wouldn't be Could surprised. be a work now. But I wouldn't but it I might not have started that but way. But I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't care and they're just gonna do whatever they want. Like what are we what are they gonna do to us? Yeah. They're gonna fire us? Our, our contracts are We're just gonna weeks. go to AEW, make it better. But anyway. Just to see how great John Moxley's doing. It's great. It's and he's having it, fun he's now. Having, you can you tell can see how much fun he's having. Yeah. And he's happy. And he's finally himself. Right. And he you could see like as he's trying to act as a heel, he's trying to keep the smile off his face. He's trying. He really is trying. I mean, a sadistic smile doesn't count, but but like he's trying to keep that genuine, oh my God, this is phenomenal smile off his face while he's trying to be a heel. And kudos to him. Credit to him. I'm just so glad that, you know, he keys in him. He can do what he wants. He can be the character he wants, what he wanted to be when he came back. Yep. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, after listening to both of those interviews, like again, no wonder people want to leave. Yeah, it's... It is no wonder. Speaking of Sasha before, did you see what uh, that Twitter picture that she put up and somebody said, oh my God, you're beautiful. And she goes, let's wrestle. And she goes, name the time and place. And Britt Baker goes, I know a place. <laughs> I did not see that. But she did put up something. Uh, she dyed her hair black or dark brown. Dark brown, I think. Uh, I think on Instagram. And she said, hello, Mercedes. Nice to and see you. And she changed her name. Nice to see you again. At least on Instagram, she changed her name back to her original name. To her actual name. Right. Anyway, um, Will Ospreay, going back to New Japan now. Will Ospreay won the best of the Super Juniors. You and I have talked about this at length. I didn't think he'd win. I didn't think he'd win at all. No. I thought that he was just using, they were using him to. Well, I think that's what they'll use his match at Dominion as. And you and I have talked about that too. And we'll get more into that. I'll get more into that, I think, with that match. Um, I did not get to see that match, but I'm hearing it's already like like match of the year. That's how good it was. Are you surprised with Will Ospreay? No, Will Ospreay's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But I, again, I was just surprised that they had him win the whole thing and everything like that. So I'm excited to see the match uh, this weekend. Yeah. But got a nice airplane going over my house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's loud. Uh, but with that being oh, said, <laughs> but with that being said, I think we should just get right into these New Japan predictions. Let's do that to end this podcast. Let's end on a high note, people. Let's end on a high note because right. WWE sucks. This is a really, really stacked card looking really great. We're going to let CJ do the predictions because, well, you remember the Wrestle Kingdom predictions. I can't read Japanese names for my life. Yeah, you actually, can do it, it a little the, better. It was the Madison Square Garden. Oh, the Madison Square Garden show, yeah. Anyway, so we're kicking things off with John Moxley versus Shota. Umino? Something like that. Uh, I guess... We may- apologize for any mispronunciations. Yeah, any mispronunciations. This is... It's essentially just... Uh, We're just pro wrestling fans, people. Yeah. Okay. So, Sean, who do you have and why? I got Moxley. I mean, uh, like you said, this is going to be a squash. I mean, Well, not necessarily a squash, but he's going to look the strongest in this match. It's to get him It's going to be a couple of minutes. It's going to be to get him over. We'll see what he does in New Japan. I have Moxley. Easy. Yeah, Moxley for sure. Uh, next up, we have... Sat... Saroshi Kojima versus Shingo Tagaji. Now, Shingo Tagaji was the other finalist in the uh, best of the Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. Sean, who do you have taking this match? For that, I think I take uh, 
Takagi or whatever, how you pronounce it. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's a runner-up in the Super Juniors. I think he gave him a big win at Dominion uh, just to kind of solidify his work in the tournament, things like that. It's really a toss-up between both of them, but I'll take him for that reason. Not really a toss-up for exactly the reasons you just said. <laughs> Takagi, for sure. Um, from what I understand, he looked just as amazing as Will Ospreay did, and he's a pretty big guy too, so they could move him just straight into the heavyweight division. Exactly. Put him in the G1. Um, so next we have a tag team match. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi versus Suzuki-Goon, uh, the team of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Who do you have, Sean? I have Suzuki-Goon. I like this matchup uh, for a lot of different reasons, but I specifically like this tag team. You and I have praised Zack Sabre Jr. a lot on this podcast. Oh, he's so great. Uh, for multiple different pay-per-views that we have previewed, whether it be Final Battle or G1 Supercard, multiple times that we've... Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. We've we've literally praised this guy to the moon and back. I'll continue to do that. I'll take Suzuki Goon to win this match. I also have Suzuki Goon. Uh, I kind of think, because Liger's on his uh, retirement tour, I think they're going to... going to be putting people over. Not just putting people over, but I feel like they're going to lead to a match with uh, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki, and Liger at some point. Right. Maybe, maybe all the way to Wrestle Kingdom? Or maybe, maybe. or maybe he'll be in a junior heavyweight match? I, I don't know. But I feel like at some point they're going to want that. Right. Uh, next, we have a six-man tag team matchup. Uh, it is Taguchi Japan. Uh, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. The Japanese Ju- John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> Juice Robinson. And... Uh, Raisuke Taguchi versus Bullet Club with members Jay White, Chase Owens, and Taji Ishimori. Who do you have, Sean? I think with our conversation that we had a little bit before, how like the Bullet Club doesn't feel the same since the Elite left, I could see a domination of the Bullet Club in this pay-per-view. I think we start with this match. You know, you look at a guy like Jay White that's fresh off his loss to Okada at Madison Square Garden. You know, I really do believe that when it comes to this pay-per-view. And we'll get to, obviously, the tag title match a little later on. I'll take the Bullet Club to win this match. Make them look strong heading into the rest of the year. Same. I also have Bullet Club. Where So far, we are... Agreeing on things. We normally do with New Japan. Uh, it's because we think the same with New Japan. We do, but then again, they could easily just uh, flip the switch on us. Anyway, so the, ne- the next match is for the Never Open Weight Championship. Uh, Tashi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Who do you have and why? This is an interesting one. I'm going to take Tashi to retain the championship here. So maybe this is one that we might disagree on. I don't know. But, yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, not really much more to say on that one. It's just I th- I like both of these guys a lot. It just really comes down to, obviously, who fits the full better as the champion going into the year. I'll take Tashi to uh, to retain the championship. I have Ishii, Tomohiro, because I think he really fits it better. Okay. He d- and he's, he's, so, he's so damn good. I mean, everybody on this card is good. I, but I, I mean, he's like one of my favorite, like just Japanese guys over there. Right. I would just love for him to win the the world title at some point. Anyway, next up we for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions uh, Championships, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tongaloa of Bullet Club versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, uh, Sanita, uh, Sanada and Evil. Who you got? God, easy. I mean, like I said before, I think this is going to be one of those pay per views that Bullet Club is going to dominate. Uh, obviously, Dominion being. I would believe the second biggest pay-per-view in Japan for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their SummerSlam. Exactly. It's their SummerSlam. So I'll take G.O.D. to win the championships. Like, again, fresh off their big win at the Garden. I like the work that they've been doing since the Elite left. I think if there's really been a strong point in the Bullet Club you, besides Jay White, 
It's been GLD. You see how like Tom and Tom have just been dissing Ring of Honor. Like, yes. They won the, the always tag. They house. won the titles and he get, threw them away. Get, get this garbage out of my face. Right. I mean, I think besides Jay White, I think they've really been the MVP of the Bullet Club since Tom the Elite Tonga, split. For sure. for sure, him. Um, I don't see why you would end that anytime soon. Give me GOD to retain. I got GOD as well. Um, Evil and Sonata really, I don't really think needs this. Uh, Not I, as much. They real, I love the stuff that GOD is doing right now with the tag, with the tag title scene. Right. Uh, I just really want them to hold on to the tag title just a little bit longer. Uh, we have another match between these two and. I am not going to complain because watching their match in Madison Square Garden was an instant classic. <laughs> it is for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. I can't believe they're doing this again. I love it. The champion, Kota Ibushi, versus the challenger, Tetsuya Naito of Los Ingles Bernabeles de Japón, the leader of LIJ. Sean, who do you have? I think this is harder to predict than the one in the garden, but I am going to take Abushi to retain the championship. Uh, we went back and forth on this when we did our predictions for the garden. I think we were split on this one, or I think we both picked Abushi, but it was one of those, it's like, I'll pick him, but I don't feel good about it, and then he won, and I was like, oh my god, I got it right. Uh, but I think he's due for a long uh, title reign as he slowly works his way up uh, into the competition of the heavyweight division. I think giving the giving him more of a longer IC title reign will benefit him down the road, so I'll take Ibushi to retain the championship. I am actually the opposite. Uh, MS, for the MSG show, I did pick Ibushi, but I feel like they want him at Wrestle Kingdom. I think they want him to you, win the G1. You think they want him in that main event? I think they want him to win the G1 because he really should. Um, so that's why I'm going with Naito, and for whatever reason, I don't know why they just don't trust Naito with the heavyweight title again. I don't know why. Um, he says he wants to be a double champion, and I don't think he's going to be a double champion at some no. point. But I think they'll just put it back on Naito. Also give LIJ a win at this pay-per-view. Right. And to eventually just have Ibushi go to the G1, focus on that, and focus on getting the world title. So you, you can't go wrong. It's really a toss-up with these It guys. is a toss-up. Toss just like the one in the garden was. Yeah, for sure. And the main event of the show... The Rainmaker versus... Wait, hold on, hold on. You're forgetting the, the junior heavyweight title match. There's a junior heavyweight title match? I have one here. Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. How could I forget so that So I'll one? start with that one. Who do you got why, CJ? Will Ospreay. <laughs> Will Ospreay, for sure. I mean, the momentum this guy has from how great this match was, from what I've hear, heard, I still got to watch it back. Going with Will Ospreay. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Dragon Lee. Because I think we talked about him winning the best of the juniors and all of that. So... Um, I really think that with Dragon Lee winning the championship, I think this will be okay. He won the best of the juniors, loses the championship match, but that will be his way up into the heavyweight division. I heard there is a rumor that Hiromu Takahashi from LIJ, uh, he could be coming back. Dragon Lee is the one who injured him, and uh, possibly possibly he might come back. They might do a video package. I right. don't I don't know. But um, so, yeah. so, so we're they, split on that. So. We're split on that. But I got Osprey. I think they'll give him one last run with the junior heavyweight title. I'll take Dragon Lee. Let's get Osprey into the heavyweight division. Better okay. sooner rather than later. Okay. Anyway, you may continue. <laughs> I messed that up. Now the main event of the show: the Rainmaker versus the Painmaker. I am the Painmaker. The Alpha versus Okada. Chris Jericho challenging Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Who do you have and why, Sean? Is this supposed to be tough? Is it? Is it? I don't know. You've, you've See, picked really ridiculous answers in the past. 
I have. I think I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm going to take Okada to retain. Uh, Very smart. It, it, it was one of those feelings where I was like, could you imagine Jericho going into All Out as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, challenging for the AEW World Title? That thought did cross my mind a couple of times, but I do think that because there is no written partnership, and if there was, my, my prediction would be different tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there isn't, I think this is just to get some eyes on AEW. I think this is to make sure that everybody is still invested in the New Japan product. I think these two personally are going to tear the effing house down. Oh, it's going to be great. But I'm going to take Okada to retain the championship. I don't think they're going to have Jericho walk in as a champion of another company in a match he's likely going to win in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll take Okada to retain the championship. I also have Okada uh, to retain the championship for many of the same reasons you have. I If there is no clear-cut partnership, with New Japan All Elite Wrestling, then there really is no point to have Jericho win the championship. I wouldn't mind him winning the championship. Oh, I'm not saying that. Just, I'd love him to just, win the title. Just to see what they would happen and what he would do. Put it this way. But, Jericho was still in like his five-match deal with New Japan. He's winning the belt. He has to win the belt. Yeah. But, I think, but I think because is, he's under contract with AEW, I, I don't and see And guys it. and girls are allowed to do other things while the TV deal has not been set in right. yet. But at the same time, too, like like we said, I don't I don't see him going in an all-out with that championship belt around his waist, but challenging is, for the inaugural world but title. But this is going to be a lot of fun. I, oh, I, it's gonna be, it'll, it'll be a phenomenal match. I can't wait to see it. This this Again, this whole card is just so stacked, and you can't go wrong. Like, the, the last three matches of the show... Are going to be the best. Yeah. It's going to be the best. Um, will it be better than Dominion last year? Probably not, especially with how Mega and Okada was. But you never know what you're 70 Japan. minutes, two out of three falls. You never know how with New Japan. They always knock it out of the park with their shots. Right. And, and Jericho and Okada will. I have no doubt about that. But again, it's it really comes down to the fact that he's under contract with another company. He's not yes. going to go and win someone else's world title. It's yeah. not happening. That is the one thing that you will probably never see in pro wrestling again. It's somebody going to win someone else's world championship. Probably not. Probably not. Unless we go into a completely different era in the next couple of years, but you're not seeing it on Sunday. So, Okada for that reason. Yeah, for sure. The Rainmaker. The Rainmaker. So, that'll be it for... Wow, I messed up words. That'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks to review Dominion as well. Uh, talk more about AEW as we get closer to Fighter Fest. To see if WWE have improved anything. They won't. If we're going to have Crown Joke Part 2. Crown Joke. <laughs> Crown Joke, the blood money pay-per-view. Crown Joke. I love it. Oh, Jesus. The Blood Money uh, Blood Money Part uh, 3. Yeah, Part 3 is part the third one. Blood Money, part, blood money Mania 3. Yes. Uh, see how well that went. Um, see what's going to be happening in NXT because um, like they always We're do. in for the year of the era. Hopefully we are. I mean, what they always do with the takeovers is they always record something prior, and yeah. then they say, oh, how great was this takeover? It's always funny to see them be like, what an amazing takeover we just witnessed. We like, saw them you do that at Brooklyn 4. I know. It's like, you, you didn't... It's just they have to play off like they just saw it. Like, it's silly. Can but you imagine funny. being in the first row, like, listening to that, going, wait, Champa won the match? Oh! <laughs> come on! <laughs> he won it like that! I know. It's bad. You, but they can, but they can edit that out, of obviously. Course. But yeah, um, see how things are going on at NXT. Um, real quickly, we should mention that on August thirty first, we talked a little bit about all yes. out. Is that there's going to be three shows going on that day for wrestling, all uh, different times. 
uh, NXT TakeOver Cardiff for the UK brand. So that's at like 2 o'clock Eastern time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a New Japan show going on in the the United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom as well. And All Out. I, I, I remember texting you. I'm just like, well, three no, sets of predictions one day. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, because I remember you texted me about the UK takeover, and I had to remind you. I go, you do know it's the same days all out, right? And you were like, wait, really? I was like, yeah. I forgot. It's like, yeah, absolutely. And WWE didn't think it was a good thing to promote in August, the end of August, early September. Oh no, I'm sorry. Vince said that. They should have called me. They should have called they me. They should have called me. Why would they Could call really you? Really made some really good shit for them. Vince, why would they call you? They should have called me. <laughs> why? Why would they call you? I don't know. Oh my god, that's gonna be a lot of wrestling. But I think we're. We'll prob- figure out the predictions when we get there. We'll figure all that out. We're. I'm. I mean, right now I'm most excited for All Out. Yes. And yeah, Fighter Fest. That'll is be the show I'll be watching. Fighter Fest is coming up soon. Fight for the Fallen. Those will be good fillers a leading lot into All of Out. Wrestling's happening. I well, think that 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 other pay per view for WWE, uh, Stomping Grounds. I think that's at the end of June too. Yeah. There's like a rest. There's like a big wrestling show almost every week over the summer. Over the summer since. And here's the thing: it's not a matter of it being WWE. It's just it's everybody. It's just everybody, it's, which have, which I'm okay with. I'm fine with that. WWE is good, which it won't be. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you'll have. You have Fighter Fest, Stomping Grounds, Fight for the Fallen. You have a WWE pay per view in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam, Takeover Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, NXT Takeover Cardiff, the UK uh, Japan show, and All Out. That we're gonna get through the whole summer just fine. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna blink, and it'll be September first. It's gonna be a good good summer. For and us. then we'll be like, okay, now what? Now we have Hell in a Cell with a red cage. <laughs> I hope the red cage is gone. Well, Jesus yeah, they're gonna Christ. do a blue one next time. <laughs> Blue fire. Blue fire everybody. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll I be- want the case to be blue, damn it. Vince, I what? saw this I saw this avatar show. <laughs> and I want the flame from this girl was blue. I want it to be blue. Uh Vince, uh but hell is red. <laughs> Some good shit. <laughs> anyway, we'll end on that. Show me <laughs> CJ Pompasano. See you next time.